0: that we are all talking about being believers, but we all are disagreeing and it doesn't make sense. So I think the Nation Builders Summit opens the one door that it is not sitting in the platform of anybody's specific agenda. Mm. The Many of us in the panel were drawn by God supernaturally. We have become truly brothers and we are totally different and so extremely different and unique. It doesn't make sense.
1: Hello and welcome to Unlock the Kingdom Within You. This podcast explores the profound truth about what it means to be born into the kingdom, not a religion. On this podcast we challenge religious and denominational norms which shackle us from expressing the liberty of Christ by exploring the kingdom, the ecclesia and citizenship. If you're born into the kingdom but lost in religion then this channel is just for you. So thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe.
2: It's almost like we need to be able to justify our spend, based yes. on or articulate it based on what is the Lord doing. What is His emphasis? Yes. Like, unfortunately, in the but church structure,
0: life. unfortunately, yes. in the church structure, what God is doing is church meetings. Mm. But in the kingdom, what God is doing is life changing. Mm. Now, life changing is way more expensive than church meetings. Mm. And so that's where our crisis comes because we want to put budgets into the church meeting. Like Dave said, when you sit in church board meetings, the question is, how do we expand the building to accommodate more people? Not how do we expand yeah, the lives-
2: bigger So we can do more God's work with more people, touch more <laughs> lives. <laughs> David, would you like to come in? Yeah, you know,
3: I, I want to go yeah. back. to. You know, something Charles said that is so powerful and important. The kingdom economy has one sole purpose, only one purpose, to do the will of the Father and to do what the God of the kingdom wants done. Mm. That's it. When you look in scripture, every time God wanted something done, he gave provision. They didn't have to sell cakes or tacos, (laughs) or have campaigns, or light bulbs, or car washes to do it. I stopped doing that when I left religion 42 years ago. And I've done many, many things around the world and never asked, never sent a letter, never stood on a platform begging for money. No, if God said it, he'll provide. I always say, if I take you out to lunch, I invite you to lunch, Mm-hmm. I will pay the bill because <laughs> yeah. I invited you. Mm-hmm. If I invite you to lunch and then pass you the bill, then you won't go to lunch with me again next time I invite you. Okay. <laughs> well, God, that's the way he has done all the time. See, we go yeah. back again, uh, my brother, we go back again to the government of God, to the mm-hmm. theocracy of God. We got to get out of the church board and get into boardroom and get into the prayer room and find out what does God want Mm. and then the kingdom economy is provided to fulfill what God wants second point I want to make and this is this is a sacred cow but it's what we need to talk about it Mm -hmm. just like Charles said earlier when we talk about kingdom economy we're not just talking about finances even though that's an important element of it but the kingdom economy is everything about the kingdom. So education mm-hmm. to the children is very important about kingdom economy. And the problem that we have had, the problem that we have had with society mm-hmm. and religion, the two of them together, they have apostasized from the theocracy of God and the eternal purpose of God is that even though scripture says, instruct the child in the ways of the Lord and he will never depart from them, we have been raising children to become what the mommy and daddy wants or grandma wants or auntie wants. You know, we have this beautiful baby that the Lord rewards us and blesses with And then we begin to make our own plans as parents. Well, I want him to, I want him to be this. I want him to be a preacher. I want him to be. And so then we start steering that child and we start, and we never ask God, wait a minute, you created him for a purpose or her. Mm -hmm. I, as a parent need to instruct and educate this child in the way that you created it. See, it goes back again to the will of God. So, that has a lot to do with the economy of the kingdom. Yes. In in religious Christianity, we have millions of believers who are totally out of the purpose of God. They're, they're, they're laboring for the world and they don't even survive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't even survive. And so the wife has to work and they gotta have another mm-hmm. job to be able to pay the bill. All out of order, completely out of order why because there was no conscience awareness Mm -hmm. about the purpose of the kingdom and the kingdom Mm -hmm. economy so the child was not instructed to be effective and to be part of a visible vessel that represents the kingdom
2: that's right wow wow
3: i have my oldest son my oldest son is arriving in about an hour and a half, two hours. He's coming yeah. from Florida here to Texas, and we're driving back to Florida tonight. Mm-hmm. Now, when he was a little boy, I I, I learned this principle. So yeah. I I died to anything I wanted him to be, and I said and I began to pray. All right, Father, teach me to instruct him in what you created him for, because that's where he's going to be effect. Because that's what that's what you by grace of gifted him with i don't wanna i don't want him to be what i want him to be i want him to be what you want him to be so that then he can be part of righteous kingdom economy so that's exactly what i did it's amazing i've been, criti- I've been criticized many times because yeah. why is he not a preacher why is he not a pastor he's a businessman How
0: absolutely get- that's who he is that's who he
3: is and he's very successful mm. He's a very beautiful entrepreneur.
0: Imagine a scenario, Pelumi.
3: And so he he is a testimony of the kingdom in his life. He's a visible vessel in his fear. He has touched more people in his fear than any pastor can do it from a pulpit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, in many areas of kingdom economy, he has been very effective. David? I'm just putting him as my example, because yeah. I going not see him today. Yes. But I've done the same with my other children. Mm. And, 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 and this is something we've got to learn. We, we're so academia conscience, we <laughs> want them to go to university and we want to be there for the graduation. Mm. And we want everybody to pat on our backs on, oh, congratulations, your kid. Grad-. I know I got I got nephews and nieces that graduated valedictorians went four years to a private university, cost $60,000 a year.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: They've never worked one day in what they went to school
2: for. <laughs> you know, let, let me just, before I bring you in Charles, um, you know, I think we're so connected to to ritualism and we disconnect disconnected from the will of God. That the reason I'm, I'm bringing that up is like, there's so many, most Christian parents at some point when they have a baby, we'll do a dedication service or we'll do a naming ceremony and most of the time it includes something along the lines of you know you know we promise or we we intend to raise this child in the way they should go i think that's the concept behind a christ christism crystal you know the word i'm trying to say anyway so most people have this event when they have a baby where they're dedicating the baby to the lord right but not many people think consciously that means I have to do very specific things to raise them in that way they should go. And then as a body, as a people, are we thinking consciously that that is an expression of God's will? Because we know God wants his children to be raised in the way they should go. That requires a budget. We need to attach a budget to that will <laughs> that is very clear because that's very explicit. Right. So so we have a uh, 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 Christian uh, parents, believers genuine in the faith, perhaps. They have children, and then they just send them off to a, a random school that's going to teach them all kinds of crazy values, perhaps because it costs money to put them in this other school that's teaching certain things, and there's no funding, no budget. There's nothing driving that will that we know, you know? Sorry, Charles, come in.
0: Yeah, okay. So I want you to think hypothetically, using what Dave just said. Yeah. Imagine now a kingdom school, not Christian, kingdom. See, what you just talked about was a Christian model, which basically means when those parents say, I dedicate my child to bring them up in the ways of the Lord, they're literally saying, I'm going to make sure he goes to church whether he likes it or not. Yes. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's basically what they mean, Yeah. which has nothing to do with raising a child in the way they should go, because literally you've just uh, handed him over to Sunday school. You're not even raising him. You let somebody else do it. So that's one thing. But imagine a school scenario where when a child comes into school day one, well, let me just give you a background of what we do. Um, where when children, parents want their children dedicated and they come to us, what we do is we say, you dedicate your child, it's not mine. Mm. See, people tell pastor, dedicate my child. No, he's not my child, he's yours. Uh, you fine. dedicate him. Yeah. You pray over him. Uh, you speak uh, over him. I do too. <laughs> Yes, because you're the parent. You're making the commitment. Okay? Right, okay. So next thing is, I would say, get prophets around. Prophesy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Parents record what's being prophesied. You're beginning to get blueprints for the next part of the journey.
2: That's right. So
0: imagine a scenario where a child walks into school day one, and we have all the teachers who are going to teach him around him and all the parents, and we have prophets come and prophesy. And there's no premeditated direction this child is going to go before we get these prophecies. And then we put down the prophecies, write them down and say, okay, so God said, We've had, and you can do it in different scenarios or different prophets do it so that it's not collaboration, so you actually get accuracy. <laughs> then say, look, the common denominator God is saying about this child is mm-hmm. that there will be one, two, three, because parents pray their wishes over the child. Mm -hmm. I would like this child to become. I would like, like Dave said, but prophets prophesy God's will for the child. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jesus had it done. When he was born, immediately, Mary got confirmation of whatever God had told her when Simeon said, this is the person I've been waiting for. Mm -hmm. He shall save the nation. So clarity came from day one. Mm -hmm. So imagine if we have that scenario and then we now build education alongside the pathway of that prophetic word because if God said that's the path then the resources will be available Mm -hmm. then the money will be available, Uh then you will need to struggle because you're taking them down the road God wants them to go Uh so God's going to make everything available Mm -hmm. if that is the model that we put in play, we'll no longer have to have the debates of so how are we going to pay for fees, how are we going to it's not going to be an issue anymore from the word go. By the time the child grows up and they're in full function, they're actually functioning in what God called them to be. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So that changes the dynamic. And so imagine the radicalness that would be required. So when we say kingdom economy, is the ability to build the schools that are willing to take that risk and go down that road and prove that this is the correct order. Yeah. yeah. That takes massive income. I that takes place as a community, isn't it? It's absolutely it's yeah. So when you're at home, your parents know who you should be. So every time they speak to you, they're not checking on your homework and what you failed at and what you didn't like. They're basically reminding you of who you are and prophesying it to you all the time, and reminding you of who God said you were. Because why are some of us doing what we are doing today? Because thank God, some accurate prophets interrupted our lives. Mm. and spoke god's mind over who we should become and when we took that path everything opened up prior to that path chaos everything we tried just didn't work and if if we don't learn from that i learned that and like dave i let my children free i allowed god to guide their pathways and they're incredibly happy in what they do and incredibly successful yes amen and that's the difference. And all their academia said something different. And everybody thought I was crazy not to let them go that way. Yeah. But mm-hmm. see, this is my argument. The human being is a genius. If Adam learned to adapt, we all can. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> so I can adapt and become anything I want to be in school. But that doesn't mean that's who I am. And if it mm-hmm. isn't, it's gonna be chaotic in my life.
2: Mm. Oh, we we had a-
0: to counsel, we've had to counsel young people and discovered mm. who the person you're calling a drug addict, the person you're calling rebellious is basically refusing to live a lie.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> that's the primary <laughs> problem. When you discover what they're really about and let them do it, they stop drugs overnight. They stop drinking overnight. They stop partying overnight because now they are living the real life. Wow. Basically, that's what happens.
2: Okay. Wow, a lot has been said, a lot has been said. (laughs) So uh, I think uh, as we're coming to round it up now, um, so we have the, because we have the Nation Builders Summit coming up, um, I'd like to get your thoughts on why, so you're speaking to our audience, right? Why should somebody attend the Nation Builders Summit? You know, what? yeah, articulate in in your own words, why do you think somebody should attend, uh, join this conversation um, that we're just touching on right
0: now. Let me go first so Dave can have the last word. <laughs> 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 um, I would say this, that deep down inside every single one of us, we have something that tells us there's got to be something more and something different. Yeah. Even as a believer, inside every single one of us, say God couldn't have made a mistake. There's got to be an entirely different model from the quality of life we're currently living, and there's got to be another way that removes all the lines, the racial lines, the, the gender lines, the all this stuff that has become life that we are all talking about being believers, but we all are disagreeing and it doesn't make sense. So I think the Nation Builders Summit opens the one door that it is not sitting in the platform of anybody's specific agenda. The many of us in the panel were drawn by God supernaturally. We've become truly brothers and we are totally different and so extremely different and unique. It doesn't make sense. And I believe just for that reason alone, somebody should come and see how people of such diverse journeys with God can so clearly see the same thing from different directions, but it can only be God. And that can bring faith, and hope that there is another way where everybody can function perfectly without competing and without confrontation and still live a full kingdom life. Mm. Amen.
3: Amen. David? Uh, uh, I've been hearing for 50 years all over the world, Mm. every country I've been, and I've been to 106 of those countries in the world. And every single country, even... In Nigeria, I'm in Kenya, I'm sorry. Uh, I've always heard religious leaders say to me, pray for our nation so that we can have a revival. (laughs) We need a revival. (laughs) I've been hearing that for 50 years. Mm -hmm. I was hearing it before I entered full-time ministry. And there's been pockets of revival here and there. But nothing has changed. I would submit to you to consider things have gotten worse. Worse. And the church keeps crying out for revival. Mm-hmm. I want to submit to you that what God's people need is not a revival. God's not going to bring a revival. That's a religious terminology.
2: Mm-hmm. And if you
3: if you really analyze that word, you would never use it. Mm-hmm. It has a pagan root to it. Interesting. But But what God truly wants to do with his people and with the world is bring a revolution, a revolution, but he first has to awaken the people. Mm -hmm. I believe, and I would encourage anybody that listens to this voice or yours or Charles or Fred's or anyone's that has to do with this summit, that the purpose of this summit is to awaken people out of the slumber that religion has had them in Mm. so that they can begin to get a glimpse of the revolution that is needed to truly bring the kingdom and the theocracy and the order of God to this world. I hear people right now talking that Jesus is about to arrive. (laughs) We're in the end times. I got news for you. He ain't about to arrive. He oh, no. said himself, read Matthew 24, 14. When this gospel of the kingdom is preached in all nations, and there is a testimony of it, then the end will come. Jesus is not coming to a world that it's in the condition that is in. Absolutely yeah. not. He's not. He's going to return to a earth where the called out the Ecclesia, his governmental assembly, have already been functioning as one nation throughout the entire world Mm. as one nation and has had a revolution. And I believe that as that revolution begins to to create the havoc that it's going to create, but it's a good havoc, not the havoc that we see today in every nation. But it's going to be a good habit. The shaking, the shaking is going to happen. It's going to be a good shaking. Amen. I'm in the mood. Then Jesus will return. (laughs) Yes, sir. We need a revolution. But to have the revolution, we got to have an awakening. I believe this summit is a tool of an alarm that God is sounding through the different voices that will be in this summit to wake anyone about God's eternal purpose, his theocracy, his kingdom, his dominion, his economy, and what Jesus promised, the abundant
2: life Mm. and more abundantly. Amen and amen. I think on that (laughs) note, we can wrap it up. (laughs) That is fantastic. Okay, so thank you so much, uh, David. Charles, really appreciate uh, your time and your insights and your conversations and definitely look forward to us going deeper and exploring more at the nation builder summit. Thank you all subscribers and viewers. Let me just read this. <laughs> Thank you all subscribers and viewers. Um, don't forget to subscribe and to click the notification bell somewhere around somewhere, you know, you know, Anyway, make sure you click and follow. Um, we look forward to seeing you at the Nation Builders Summit. And remember, it's on the 24th of June, 2023. So that's the 24th of June, 2023. Remember to register at www.nationbuilders.vision. Nationbuilders.vision. Look forward to it. God bless and take care. Thank you all. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's an, an honor, honor to be oh. here. Thank
3: you.
0: Thank excellent. You. Lovely.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look forward to us I'm catching up some more. <laughs> no <laughs>
0: problem. Absolutely.
2: <laughs> but now I need to get some food. So long, Charles. Okay. Love you, brother.
0: So long, okay. Dave. Amen. Okay. See you tomorrow night.
2: I'll be with you, brother. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Take, care. Don't okay. Take care. Bye.
1: Thank you for joining our Fireside Talk about the kingdom. My name is Frederick Tobin, and I hope this podcast has been a blessing to you. If you'd like to continue to receive fresh insight into the kingdom, click the notification bell to follow us. For further information about the kingdom, visit our website, www.unlockthekingdomwithinyou.com to download your free ebook. See you soon.